Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. And this morning, this, this message in this series is not gearing you up for an offering or anything else like that. Uh, it's just helping us to be aware that God has called us to be rich in certain areas of our lives. Amen. And the scripture up there this morning that so just stirs my heart, uh, it's up here this morning, uh, next screen if we could, it says, Matthew chapter 6, speaking, Jesus speaking, it says, do not, now that's pretty clear, isn't it? Hello? You might need to give me a few amens this morning, or I'll intentionally go to 11.15. (laughs) Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now, this for me is the kicker. If, if, if people, if Christians, if followers of Christ can get this last part of this verse of Scripture, I believe that it has the potential to change your life for good and for better. Amen. Because it goes on to say, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. Amen. Wherever my treasure is, there my heart will be. If my treasure, my coin, is in my car, and you can tell where people's treasure is on a Sunday morning when you walk around Shell Cove or any other suburbs, you'll see see them um, out the front of their homes and they might be polishing their car. That's where their treasure is. That's where their heart is. Amen. Yeah? For us as followers of Christ, I believe that we need to understand that wherever our treasure is focused in life, there our heart will be. You know, Rachel and I, we, uh, we've been married. We cel- celebrated our, uh, we sort of celebrated it. We went to the Bavarian on Friday for a lunch. I celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. And um, we've, been, we've been in church. Um, we've been serving God for, for 21 years um, um, as pastors. Um, and, you know, every week we tithe. And this is not the message. This is just a just to bless you with it. Amen. Every week we bring our tithe into the house of God. Every Sunday morning we tithe. We tithe 10% of our income. Amen. And, and we don't do it on, on um, the, the, uh, the after tax. We do it bef- on the before tax. Amen. We, we just, that's been our conviction from day one. And you know what? Uh, you know, uh, people say, well, you know, you've, you've got to come to church because you're the pastor. Well, yeah, that's right. Amen. But you know, there's been very rarely days on Sundays where we don't want to come to the house of God. And this is the reason why. It's because part of our treasure is invested in the house of God. And because our treasure is in the house of God, our heart follows automatically. You know, I, I can tell, I, I have no question. We, it's, it's just so easy to tell people that are putting their treasure in the house of God because they're here all the time, amen. But, but when your treasure's not in the house of God, ah, oh, well, there's this that I can go to or there's that I can go to or I can go there, I can do this, I can do that. But when your treasure's invested in the house of God, your heart follows, amen. Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. Hallelujah. You're probably thinking, I wish I had waited for week 10 before you came back, but... 
Come on, I'm preaching this today because I love our local church. I'm preaching this today because I believe that God opens up the windows of heaven when we honor him with our first and with our best. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So this morning, our series is, you know, uh, being rich in the things that matter. So many of us go through life uh, wanting more, believing if we just had more stuff, more things, more money, then we'd be happy, right? Isn't that what culture teaches us? The more you got, the happier you'll become. But the thought is this, the problem is we don't realize that what we have isn't who we are. Hallelujah. Instead of trying to get rich, we must realize that we are already rich. Amen. And I'm going to convince you with the help of the Holy Spirit by the end of our time together that you are rich. Amen. Beyond measure, you and I are so filthy rich. So this morning, I want to ask you a question as we start to dive into it today. Then we're going to look at a teaching from the, from the Bible. How many of you, when you were a kid, hoped that when you grew up, you would be rich? I'm the only one. You're all, you're all fibbers. Many of us, we would have looked at rich people and gone, oh, one day when I grow up, I'm going to be rich. And, you know, many people thought that it'd be great to be rich but what's so funny is that everybody wants to be rich but there's a lot of rich people that are embarrassed by their riches what's even more people that they are rich but they don't think that they're rich when it comes to understanding who's rich and who's not rich there seems to be this imaginary line in the sand no one really knows why you know my wife has some friends in the states and uh, they are rich Compared to Rachel and I, they are filthy rich. I remember many years ago, we, uh, we, we were, we, they, they flew us over there, which was just awesome. Houston, Texas. Amazing. Could tell you a story about that. I haven't got time. Anyway. But I remember having a barbecue um, outside with our, with our host, and he was just getting the barbecue ready. And, and in a really humble way, um, he, he said, um, today I made a million dollars. And I thought, why are we having a barbecue? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just made a million bucks, we're having a barbecue. They're, compared to us, they're filthy rich, but I guarantee this, if we were to ask them, do you think they're rich, they'd probably say, oh no, we're not rich. We know such and such that are so rich, and we know these other people, they're really, really rich. Imaginary line. You know, for some of us, we might get paid on the 15th of each month, right? So on the 14th of the month, we're poor. But then on the 15th, we're rich. Ew! 15th, we're rich, we've got money. So what I want us to do over the next few weeks is believe that many of us are going to wake up and realize that we have crossed the line. We are actually so rich because God has blessed us with more than we need. Hello. Oh, you good-looking bunch. God has blessed us with more than we need, and we need to understand that we need to be rich in ways that honor God. Amen? We need to be rich in ways that honor God. So the Bible commands those who are rich in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17-19. It says this. It should be up on the screen. But those who are rich in this present age uh, should not be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to what? To enjoy. Amen. 
God gives us all things to enjoy. God's got no problems with our possessions. But it goes on and say, commanding those who are rich, let them do good that they might be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to serve, storing up for themselves a good foundation in the time to come that they may lay a hold on eternal life. Listen to it. We should put our hope in God who richly provides us with everything, not for our guilt or shame, but God actually gives us a lot for what? For our enjoyment. Don't you love our Father in heaven? Hallelujah. We are so, so blessed. It's just ridiculous. It's like my good looks. It's just ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. How good looking I am. Goodness gracious. You're laughing. I'm laughing too with you. Yeah, I feel it. It's so crazy. Not good looking at all. But anyway. But listen to what he says. He says, Command those who are rich in this world. So if you and I are rich, then this is speaking to us. It says, Don't be arrogant. In other words, don't think all of our wealth and all of our riches are about us. We might have worked hard, we might have been faithful. We might have lived beneath our, uh, our means. We might have invested well or whatever. But ultimately, each of us have to recognize that all that we have and everything that we have is a gift from God. Our talents, our abilities, our minds, our lives, the air, our breathe, everything, the air we breathe, everything that we have comes from God. Amen. And this is the thought this morning. Every blessing that we don't turn back to praise to God has the potential to turn into pride. He has blessed us with so much and is wanting us to enjoy all that he's given us, but we must realize that all of our riches are not just to be about us. We need to be rich in God in the right things, amen. And that's what we've been talking about in the coming weeks. How do we be rich in God and the things that he has blessed us with? The problem this morning I want to just touch on is the richer we become, the more that we think, wow, I'm pretty clever, that's why Paul says to Timothy to warn people who are rich not to be arrogant and then goes on to tell them how to use their riches. Anyone rich out there this morning, you won't put up your hand, will you? Yeah, man, there's an honest believer out there this morning. All of it, I'm going to prove to you in a moment, I'm going to prove to you, maybe scientifically, <laughs> going to prove to you this morning that everybody sitting under the, under the banner of this beautiful church are rich. But he says to warn those people that are rich and then tells them how to use their rich. It says this, be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. What am I meant to be doing with my riches? Be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Love that thought there this morning. So this morning, who's rich? How can we define the line? It's a bit arbitrary. We're not quite sure. Those folk in America, they're rich. We ask them, they probably go, no, we're, we're, we're wealthy, but we know people that are much richer. You might be here this morning, and you're filthy rich. Anyone filthy rich here this morning? Could you put up your hand, because I'd love to get the offering bag to come around again. <laughs> Just thought we'd throw <laughs> Just kidding. We wouldn't do that. Would we? No, we wouldn't do that. It's such an arbitrary line. People, we just, we just don't know. 
the Gallup uh, Institution did a survey in the States and they asked people the question on varying incomes, what would it take for them to feel rich? They asked people on 30K, $30,000 a year, what would it for them to feel rich? They said, well, if we were earning $70,000 a year, we'd feel rich. Then they asked people that are on $50,000 a year, what would it take for you, how much income would you need for you to feel rich? People on 50 said, we'd need 100,000 to feel rich. Then the folk on 100,000 K were asked the question, what sort of income would you need for, in order for you to feel rich? They said, those that are on 100,000, well, if we had $200,000 uh, income each year, we would feel rich. The truth is this, friends, this morning, the rich line continues to move. The challenge is this. If we don't feel rich, we're going to continue to try to get rich. And one day we're actually going to pass the line and we're not going to realize that we are so rich. And therefore we'll never be good at being rich in what matters most. This morning I want to give us again the good news. And the good news is this. You ready for it this morning? Everyone, you ready? This, this, this is good news. You are rich. Hallelujah. Praise the master. We are rich. Because every one of us in this building this morning has rich people opportunities. Listen this morning. You can buy books for your children. You can pay to get their teeth straightened. Oh, my goodness gracious me. The boats that we could have had. Sorry. You can buy the latest fashion items for your children. You can buy takeaway food if you don't feel like cooking or go online and book a holiday. You and I, we have rich people opportunities and that's the incredible good news. In fact, when we recognize that, that it's a gift from God, that he has blessed us in a very significant way, it changes our heart and the way that we look at our riches. And today, some of us might be thinking that, well, I'm not that rich. Well, I want to help you this morning with some statistics. Amen. If you earn 30,000 K a year, $30,000 a year or more, you are in the one top percent of wage earners on the planet today. You're in the top 1% of wage earners if you earn over 30,000 K. The top 1% across the globe. If you earn 80,000 a year or more, you're in the top one-tenth of the 1%. Wow! You still might be arguing that I'm not rich, but the thought is this this morning. When you finish here today, you're going to get into your car, you're going to turn on the air conditioner, you're going to stream your favourite song as you drive home, enter your home with your remote control garage button pusher thing, you're going to take some food out of the refrigerator and you're going to eat your lunch while you watch your favourite series on Netflix and you don't think you're rich. The good news is that we are so rich and God wants us to understand that. Not to be struggling, you know, I'm not rich and look at the other. No, just being, you know, the Bible says uh, godliness with contentment is great gain. God wants us to be content with what he's given us and understand that he has given us riches in the order of using part of those riches to honor him in whatever way that might look like for you as a person but our culture continues to suck us into this this thought that our wealth and our riches is all about us 
and us alone. And my only goal for life is to prepare for retirement so that I can get retire, get retired and then enjoy everything that I've earned and spend it all on me. Nothing wrong with retiring. Nothing wrong with having a good plan. That's all good. But I tell you what, if we haven't got a kingdom purpose attached to our retirement, woe is you. You reckon people will come back? Yeah. <laughs> Hear my heart this morning. Who is God calling you to be rich towards? What area of, of the world is God calling you to use your riches towards to help others? Amen. Because if we're not careful, we'll forget how rich that we are. And then everything that God gives us, we'll just continue to consume and consume and consume. No, God's calling us to be rich towards him, towards his kingdom, towards his cause. Just about finished this morning. Amen. So the good news is, is that you and I, we are so rich but the bad news I want to give you this morning, and it's really, really bad news. The bad news this morning is this, is that you and I are rich. Bad news. Good news, rich. Bad news, rich. So I'll explain why. The good news is that you and I are rich, but the bad news is that we're rich. The bad news is that we are rich, and this is one of the greatest spiritual disadvantages that you and I have. When we don't use our riches in what matters, in fact, people that don't feel rich, it comes from a result of consuming everything that God has given you. Just let that one sit on us for a moment. <whistles> Potentially your wealth, your riches have you. Luke chapter 18, Jesus t tells the story. Uh, we, we read the story. Um, in Luke chapter 18 and I believe this morning that this story is representative of many believers today Jesus is Lord but he's not Lord of all you know Jesus could potentially be Lord of the, the TV amen he's Lord of the remote You're careful about what you watch at home that's awesome he could be Lord of your calendar as well that, that, that's, that's, that's great Gosh, I hate getting these out of here. But he may not be Lord of this. Can't wait till they insert them in our wrists or our forehead, you know. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying this morning? He could be Lord of all those other things, but potentially he's not Lord of this. There's a certain ruler who asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, the Father. 
That is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I've kept since my youth. So when Jesus said these things to him, he said, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have. Distribute to the poor. And you'll have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful. For he was very rich. The problem with this individual is that he didn't have riches, riches had him. And I wonder this morning, potentially, how many of us that have riches, all of us here, we have riches, but rather than us having riches under the lordship of Jesus, our riches have us. They tell us where to spend it. They tell us how to spend it. Uh, rather than being surrendered in our heart with our finances to God, and we're not rich towards God in using our wealth for eternal purposes, we consume it all on ourselves. Give me a little smile. Just help me a bit. That's better. Thanks. Yeah, it's good. Feel the love. The rich man here went away sorrowful for he was very rich. His possessions possessed him. It was all about him. He wasn't using his riches for the glory of God. He was being rich in the wrong things. His riches weren't pointed towards heaven. His riches were pointed towards himself. That's why he went away very, very sorrowful because his money was all about him. Jesus saw that, looked right into his situation, and he knew exactly what possessed that man's heart. His riches... That's why Jesus challenged him and said, well, go sell it all. Dislodge that stuff in your heart that makes you think that your wealth is all about yourself. Sell it all, come follow me, sad in his heart because his wealth was all about him. <laughs> I have a stretch the mark. The, the, the second biggest theme in Scripture after salvation is stewardship. How we steward the things that God has given us. Second biggest theme. Second biggest theme. So the good news is that we're rich and the bad news is that they're rich. And I believe there's being rich, there's certain challenges we face as a result that stop us from being rich towards the things of God. Three things and then we're done and we can all sing hallelujah together. Hallelujah. Or maybe a little bit more gusto or something. Number one, our riches make it harder for us to depend on God. Our riches make it harder for us to depend on God. You go to a developing country and there's nothing but God to depend on. If we're sick, we go to a doctor. If we're stressed, we go on a holiday. Our riches can make it hard for us to depend on God. When we go to Vanuatu, it's amazing to see their dependence upon God. Why? Because they have nothing else. But you know what I'm jealous of? Their contentment and their joy in their poverty, from my perspective. But our riches have the potential to make it harder for us to be dependent on God. The less dependent on God, the more dependent on self. And that's dangerous, friends. That's dangerous. The second thing is our riches distract us from true priorities. 
As rich people, we have so many options that are really distractions from our true priorities, like bringing our families to church on Sunday. Distract us from true priorities, giving to others' needs, but our budget is maxed out by stuff we need. <laughs> Feel God's calling me to go on a mission trip, but I can't use my annual leave for that. Oh, goodness gracious me. You getting it this morning? I'm just bringing it with love. Serving the church, I've no time. I need to work to pay for my needs. We struggle with rich people's distractions. And the third big challenge is this this morning. Our riches mean that you and I have a greater responsibility. We have a tremendous responsibility because of what God has given to us. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 12. To whom much is given, much is is required we need to understand this morning each of us in this place in this Pentecostal gathering each of us need to understand this morning that we are all rich and to whom much is given much is required hallelujah amen good to see you here this morning sir as well amen no, right there, your good-looking thing. Awesome. Hallelujah. Lord of all or Lord of some? It, it will be heaps easy. You just go like that or like that. Scary stuff, eh? All right, we'll wrap it up. So third thing, why potentially the bad news is that we're rich, is that to whom much is given, much is required. That's speaking to rich people. Much is required from us because of a lot of us, we're using our wealth on what we have for ourselves. But listen again what it says. God says, command those who are rich, uh, uh, rich people to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and be willing to share. But don't miss this thought. They will, be, they will lay up treasures for themselves and have the life that is truly life. The bad news is more expected of us, more has been given to us, and we need to internalize that. Challenge to us this morning, are we going to be a church full of rich people that are good being rich at what matters most? Because God has blessed us with more than we need. We started with Matthew chapter 6 from the New King James Version and we'll finish with Matthew chapter 6 from the, the Living Bible. just want to reread that phrase to you this morning. Matthew chapter 6, the Living Bible. It says, If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. Wow. If your prophets are in heaven, your heart will be there too. Hallelujah. Can we just all bow our heads and pray this morning? You know, this morning, as I said from the beginning, this series is not intended to preparing us for any offering or anything like that, but I just feel that God wants to challenge us about our wealth and how we are using it.
And this morning, the challenge is, where is God asking you to be rich towards Him? What is He asking you to give? Who is He asking you to help? Well, every head's bowed. Father, I pray that we would be a church full of rich people that are good at being rich, being generous, doing good, making a good, serving you by serving others and honoring you with our lives, with our riches. Father, this morning we recognize the significant responsibility that we have because you blessed us with so much, you expect so much from us. So God, teach us to be good in the riches that you've given us in an, a way that would honor you. We pray that today. While every head's bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you have never asked God to forgive you of your sin, if you've never received the free gift of salvation that God offers through his son, Jesus Christ, the sin that separates us from God, but the salvation that Jesus offers through the sacrifice that he made this morning, it comes through a choice, through a decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. This morning, before we go any further, I just would love to give people opportunity this morning to say, yes, Jesus, I would like to make you my Lord and my Master. I would love to commit my life to following you this morning. The Bible says if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths, we shall be saved. And this morning, if you're here today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you, you have not yet asked for the forgiveness of God that's on offer through His Son, Jesus, then this morning, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, would you raise your hand high to heaven and say, yes, Shane, that's me this morning. I would like to ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Anyone in this building like that this morning? If you need to recommit today and say, God, I'm away from you, but I need to come back. Just as I look across this building, we won't take too much time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.